Shabbat Shalom, Rabbi. Shabbat Shalom, Cantor. And Shabbat Shalom, everyone. I want to start by asking, why did they do it? Why did they do it? I mean, I understand, and I'm sure you understand, the theory mentioned, in fact, today by our Bar Mitzvah, that the Israelites thought that Moses was taking too long. And he was supposed to be back in 40 days, came back in 41 days. They were impatient. They were anxious. And so they built the golden calf. But why did they do it? The usual answer is that they had come from Egypt. Egypt was a culture of idolatry. They were used to the notion that you had to worship something, which makes sense. And therefore, they recreated what they had grown up with. They had seen statues all around them. They had seen people worshiping them. And so when Moshe disappeared and when they felt this incipient sense that he may never return, they decided, okay, time to worship an idol. And yet, we do understand that the magnitude of the betrayal requires multiple answers. No single answer is adequate to the enormity of what the Israelites did right after they had been liberated from the slavery that lasted hundreds of years. And so I want to add another layer, not to replace the answers that we already know, but to add another layer to something and a layer that seems particularly relevant actually to our situation today when we face something that is in a little way similar. Remember that Mitzrayim, which is the Hebrew name for Egypt, is associated by our tradition with Tsar, which means narrow. That Egypt was the narrow place and that they went to the expansive place. We say that in the Psalms. I cried out to God. He answered me and set me free. Anani b'mer God gave me space, basically. And this idea that Egypt was narrow is also what makes Egypt, in a sense, safe. Why do the Israelites keep saying, eh, let's go back to Egypt? Things weren't so bad there. <laughs> so we were slaves. So we were beaten. So we died. But still, it wasn't so bad. Which makes no sense, of course, unless you understand that narrowness also means safety. That sometimes being confined, even if we kick against it, feels better than being let loose. That, as the psychoanalyst Eric Fromm wrote in the wake of the Second World War, there is in human beings a desire to escape from freedom, which was the title of one of his notable books. We don't 
in certain senses want to be free. I mean, everybody says they want to be free. And then we construct all sorts of means in our lives to make sure that we can't be free. And in fact, we use the language of unfreedom to bind ourselves. Gee, I would love to, but I can't. Which really means I don't want to. But I can't sounds better than I won't. And to be restricted feels better than to be free because freedom means choices and choices can be really difficult. And so what we really want is freedom and structure. We don't just want to be free. We want to be free with certain rules that make it possible for us to be free and safe. And that's why, has it ever occurred to you how paradoxical it is to celebrate Pesach with a meal called the Seder? Because Seder means order. And yet it's all about celebrating freedom. You should say at the Seder, do whatever you want. But instead, we do we go, we, we like literally, we read the table of contents or better sing it. And then we have to go into the order of the Seder. Why? Because freedom requires structure. Freedom without structure is called chaos. And the reason that I said it's particularly relevant to us right now is that our constricted world has been the safe one. Out there, there was this virus, this fear, the world was dangerous, other people were dangerous, so you stay home and you stay safe and you stay constricted and you stay confined and you're all right. As soon as you express your freedom though, who knows? And so there has been a tug of war in our society as there is in our hearts between freedom and safety and some have pushed more on one side and some have pushed more on the other but it's not at this moment it's not about who was more accurate or less accurate it's about an existential human struggle that goes on inside of all of us between the desire for safety and the desire for freedom now let's turn, return to the Israelites. What do they want? They've come from Mitraim, from the narrowness, and they are in the least structured place in the world. It's called a desert. There is nothing but open sky and level sand. It's free. It's as free as you can be. How much more freedom could God give them than bring them into a desert? And what do they say? It's too free. It's too free. We don't want this much freedom. We want to return to the structures that we had when we were slaves. And if you won't give it to us, we will create it for ourselves. Because they weren't mature enough yet to have a new kind of structure, a different kind. And in fact, from in his book talks about this evolution, which is you have a totalitarian regime, you have an overstructured regime, you have to destroy it and then rebuild, still with rules, but also with freedom. 
once you understand this, it gives Judaism and the message of the Torah a different slant. What is the Torah trying to give us? Structured freedom. What is the law intended to grant to the Israelites? Not to make them slaves, but to liberate their spirits to both a higher service and a sense of freedom. That's why Anani Vemer you answered me and set me free. We understand that part of the reason they built the golden calf was because they didn't want to be that free. They wanted something to tie them down, something tangible, something they could touch, something that would put them back in the straitjacket of Mitzrayim so that they wouldn't be afraid. Our society is opening up again. We are regaining our freedom. When we do, if we are wise, we will use it the way the Jewish tradition intends, which is not to be chaotic, but to be wise, to have freedom and structure, to have choices and rules. to let Moses take his time to come down from the mountain. It's a shocking thing that happens in this story. If you're reading it for the first time, you almost can't believe that the Israelites suddenly, while Moshe is up there receiving the luchot, the tablets from God, you can't believe the Israelites are building an idol. But we have the same temptations as they did. And the same choices. But we have the example of the Israelites in the Torah that they didn't have. So we can make better choices. We can choose to be wise, to be responsible, and to have rules, but also to be free. Shabbat Shalom.